Hey there, it's Riley Silverman, player of Braga, right here on the Rat Queens RPG. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check us out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, right here on the Hyper RPG Twitch channel. And hey, if you're late to the party, don't worry, it doesn't start till you get there. Ladies and gentlemen, before I begin tonight's prequel adventure, I forgot to mention one fun thing. You all do get to be a part of tonight's show. There will be two moments where there will be a call for audience participation. I have a decibel app on my phone, so I'm going to offer you two choices. The loudest choice will win and affect tonight's story, so I will call those out when they appear in the tale and let us begin. Are we allowed to vote because we have microphones and a louder? No, no. Vote. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you say it's, it's a good question. Fair. No, it's, that's, that's, that's legit. Yeah. I mean, this, this is not going to last. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fair rogue. We find the Rat Queens in a time without old gods, chaosiums, and prophecies. A time where they simply survived from job to job, drinking, adventuring, you know. We find Hannah, Betty, and Braga headed to the town of Millbell, a small wooded town to the northwest of Palisade. And joining them is the Rat Queen in training on her first audition mission, Maddie. No pressure. <laughs> Maddie is the daughter of Maestro, the owner of the Black Seder. Bard and queen in training, she has joined the Rat Queens on this mission due to Violet and Dee being preoccupied on a private, personal job. The job the queens here have taken it seems simple enough. Four hired mercen mercenaries are needed to assist in the security of the semi-centennial magical convention, ConjureCon, that is taking place in Millbell this weekend. <laughs> this convention is known to be the premier magical event of every 50 years and is known and somewhat loathed for its exclusivity. The four of you, Hannah, Betty, Braga, and Maddie, suddenly find yourself outside of Millbell's Grand Town Center. Over the top of the center hangs a shimmering blue banner that simply reads, ConjureCon. As the four of you make your way towards the entrance, you notice a group of individuals, dwarves, smidgens, humans, orcs, dragonborn, and the like, holding signs led by a young dwarven man with jet black hair shouting, hey, hey, ho-hum, magical exclusion is no fun. Hey, hey, ho-hum. Magical exclusion is no fun. Cool, dude. Are you here for ConjureCon? I'm not even trying to talk to you, brother. Fine. We have things to do here. We have changes to make in this society. Okay, let me ask you. Do you do magic? No. Then why do you care? Because. We live in a time, there's the, the time where magic was exclusive and, and those with magic were, were higher in society, that's of the old ways. If we're gonna be a truly progressive society, ConjureCon has to be available to everyone, not just those who can use magic. I'm like the lowest rung of society and I'm going in there and can use magic. This, just because I can use magic doesn't mean that I'm tip top and tip and top. And I'm going in because I can just get in. I mean, I can just sneak in. It's not a big deal. It's, there's such low security. It's not a huge deal, dude. Yeah, yeah, special guests. Ooh, special guests are the magic users who think they're so great. No, I'm just going to go in that window. It's really easy. There's no one watching that backside at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I tend to just be able to walk into places. Like, they're not super, like, big on stopping orcs. I think the more barriers you have, like, yourself, then maybe those are the barriers that you are creating, you know, you can do whatever you want. Right? Our job is to keep these people out. Yeah, I, I feel like we can get in pretty easily, considering we're the p 
people getting keeping people out so we're technically having to get in to keep people out i think we're hired for security oh, I, oh, oh you're working for the magical man now i see it yeah oh fine go in enjoy your con enjoy your exclusivity uh we people who do adore magic it's cool we don't want to be a part of it well actually we do that's why we're protesting but it's okay <laughs> what's your name brother my name's dex okay see you later okay <laughs> As soon as you enter the main hall, <laughs> you are greeted by a blinding, magnificent sight. The inside of this hall is decorated in shimmering and glittering cream marble with a plush blue carpet, uh, similar to the sign you saw outside of the center layered on the floor. Above you are enchanted candles hovering in the ceiling, gently bouncing, as you see owls flying to and fro. Standing anxiously in front of the info desk to the right, after awaiting your arrival, is a short, stocky, older smidgen man with the curliest white mustache you've ever seen in your life. Standing beside him is a tall, elven woman with slicked back hair. She wears a tight blue uniform, shades, and she wears a golden badge that simply reads, Mage. Oh. <gasps> Hannah, there's Norks here. <laughs> I got, uh, no one told me it's gonna be the popo. We're gonna be here. We literally accepted this job so that we can literally drink with her dad. Ooh, I wasn't paying attention to the details. Are you high right now? She's high right now. Yeah, she's never not high. Like, like this is a professional job. Okay, have you have met one. her before? Can I have one? <laughs> Excuse me. What? Excuse me. What? The Rat Queens, yes, I'm presuming. Yeah, what's up? Yes, uh, hello. My name is Director Ambrose Hottle. I am the head director of Conjurecon. Uh, this is my pride and joy, and this right here is, is, Captain, is Captain Gwen. Uh, she is the head of security here at Conjurecon, and well, uh, yes, thank you for answering my my visit so quickly. I know it was quite last minute asking, asking you to come here rather quickly from Palisade. Luckily, you are close, but uh, yes, it is of the, of the most utmost importance. Uh, Ambrose? Yes? I'm going to have to take that badge because I'm the mage, and it's been great and all, but obviously she shouldn't be wearing it. Oh, no, that's M-A-G-E. That's the Magical Agents of Guardian and Enforcement. That that's is right. so complicated. Why wouldn't you make it something like different? That's not just a word you use for magical people. Well, I guess whoever founded it thought it'd be really cool if it matched a magic word. Was it you? It was me. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some continuity in my convention. Can I ask you, uh, on a purely security level interest, these people that are protesting at at the door, are they, they're fanatics, yes. right? They're crazy. Well, see, with this quite a, quite a problem that we've gained in the well, this is the first one in 50 years. We had a little bit of a protest 50 years ago, but it seems over the, the past 50 years and building up to this year's Conjurecon, uh, people in today's society are very upset about how exclusive this event is. Is is there a reason? Like, I just decided to defend the fact that we are keeping people out, but is there a reason why people can't come see? It's tradition. That's. That's what's, I mean, it just, it's always been this way. It's always been this way. And, and uh, there's, there's too much politics behind it. Who will we upset? What will happen? It's a little bit. I mean, I can tell you who you upset. You upset that crowd of people outside. Like, they're literally upset about yeah. it. They have signs. 
Yes, they have signs. Yeah. And no magic ability, so there's that. But what if they're just like fans of magic? What if like they're part of like the magic fandom and they just want to hang out and like support magic users? Yes, but it's, it's hard. I have to balance a, a number of people, those who accept newcomers into the convention and those who see a much more old-fashioned way of viewing this, those who want to keep the traditions of the past, to reserve Conjurecon uh, as the true uh, magical event of the, of the 50 years, of the semi-sensual, the semi-century. <laughs> oh, it's that kind of party. I got gotcha. you. No, I get it now. I get it now. I get it. I get Not it. everyone's invited no. to my sexual party, so I get no, it. No, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, the rat queens who go over here. I didn't, I didn't, oh. No, we were, I don't we, think we, I we packed enough for that. <laughs> or a correct court. Well, never mind. Captain Gwen, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Captain Gwen Barris. I'm the head of security here at ConjureCon. We've been told that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, that's all you really need to know. I'm Everything totally fine, is. by the way. It's, everything's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, huh? Yeah, your eyes are piercing. Hey, just take it down or not. Yes, Captain Gwen is quite piercing. She is one of the best uh, magical enforcers I've ever seen in my lifetime. And well, uh, listen, I must be frank with you. The reason why we brought you all here is of a somewhat alarming measure. Um, I'll just get to the point. There's been a murder. Uh, there's been a murder at the convention. <laughs> what? Uh, how do you so bury that lead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, we're keeping, keeping it in under wraps right now because the public doesn't know. It's, it's as soon as the public knows, they, well, I knew the rat queens. You are, you are well known throughout the realm. What yeah, but not for discretion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more like a rat. I'm more like a Wait, you're not? Yes. No, like pretty much the opposite. Like. Kind of what we do is just loud and heavy and hitting listen, things. Listen, I saw you, I heard you took down Rigoff. Yeah, you uh, heard about yeah. it. That's our point. You heard about it. Isn't that good? You're, you're, you got, you got, you're, you're renowned. Yeah, we're renowned, but not for keeping things under wraps. Everybody, okay, we're in circles now. It's fine. We're, we're getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we paid handsomely. We have uh, essentially, we have under two hours to find out who did this because. <laughs> Well, as long as we find the perpetrator, A, we can stop more murders, and two, once we announce that there's been a murder, it's a lot better to say that we've also caught the person who murdered them, rather than saying there's a murder loose in Conjurecon, and then Conjurecon will cease to exist, and I can't let that happen. Hold on, how did you make the logical leap that there's going to be more murders, and that there wasn't just the intent of murdering one person? Maybe it was an accident. Obviously a serial killer or something. I don't think I'm qualified for this. I'm more of in training after the Red Queen's title, so maybe I should, you know. Hey Maddie, and I grab outside. her by like her coat. Mm. Like this is a great opportunity for you to show us what you're worth. I also grab her by the coat, but I'm much lower. <laughs> be cool, Maddie. You got to be cool. <laughs> I like totally cool. And I totally like, cool. I push I push her face out of the way. I'm like, Smidge, come on. And I slowly put my arm down on both of their arms to like <laughs> let go of Maddie. You got this. It's cool. We've been talking about it. We've been training. You know, you got you've had some your sword work. You're gonna be great. And yeah. then I, you came up with that serial killer theory like on the spot. None of us thought of that. And then I awkwardly step in. Do we have a problem here, ladies? No, 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 I no. I mean, there's a murder. Nope. Do you want a problem? 
You see director Ambrose suddenly like appear within the middle circle of you all. Oh, I love this. this is a lot more discreet. I like this huddle. Um, so who was who was the victim? Who was who was murdered? Oh, let's walk and talk here. Come with me. Oh, we're headed to well the murder scene. Uh, what happened was well in the VIP lounge we have a few notable members of the yes all right we're walking where are we going we're, walking. we're headed to the VIP lounge it's Woo! up down this corridor you're gonna take a right and it's going to be the double doors we're all method actors <laughs> all right so walk and talk yeah you said walk and talk so we're yes. walking so I don't know perhaps you may have heard of her all right we're at the doors okay. <laughs> That was short. Yeah. The right VIP there. lounge is very yeah. convenient. Oh. Looks like walk and talk was an oversell of what actually happened. It was more like a okay. Madame Melaine, perhaps you've heard of her. She is uh, a renowned sorceress, uh, one who is a guest speaker and teacher at Mage University quite often. Oh my god. Madame Melaine? Oh, were you a student there? Yes. But also, she got kicked out. Bitch! <laughs> it's like common knowledge. I know, but it's my story. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're having trouble so telling it, so I was just being a good friend and helping. Could you, you're just so high right now. <laughs> just because just I'm confused, so by Mage University, you mean the University for Mages and not the M A G E's. Academy of the University. <laughs> no, that's Mage Academy. Oh, okay. That's M-A-G-E Academy. There's Mage University. Yes, um, Mage U. Oh. Ma Madame Malene, I can't say she was conventionally a, a, a wonderful being, but she was the only teacher that liked me. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yes, it's quite unfortunate. She's she's one of the heads around here of ConjureCon. Oh. She, she is on kind of well, all the VIP members that have arrived today are all heads of the Council of ConjureCon. They help make decisions, decide the panels, uh, come together to decide what happens at the convention every 50 years. Why would someone want to kill her? I don't know. That's why I've asked you here with, with Captain Gwyn to help find out. I'm worried that if someone wanted to hurt her, then perhaps the other VIPs or even other guests at the convention are possibly in danger as well. Okay, okay so if you're going to hire us, we'll do our job. I, I have a question. Yes. Were there any, you, you mentioned earlier these like debates about balancing, the, changing the con and tradition and stuff like that. Was Madame Elaine involved in any decisions that were like seen as controversial and like maybe caused an uproar that might have made her some enemies this year? I can't say that I was a part of those conversations, so I don't know exactly, but I know that it's, it's been rumblings within the VIP community for some while. So your finger isn't on the pulse of your con. Cool. Well, Listen, you, you didn't ask me what happened to me in the last five years, so maybe <laughs> I had some other things going on that didn't let me be involved with my company as much. Maybe I trusted it with other people, okay. and maybe oh, I'm eating oh, that now. Okay, all right. Did, did Madame Lane have any uh, uh, panels or uh, seminars that she was doing at this convention? Anything that uh, maybe other mages would have, wizards would have disagreed with theories, or? She hadn't spoken yet. Mm. And we'll see, luckily, her murder in the VIP lounge luckily narrows it down a bit. Only VIPs can enter the VIP lounge, so the ideas of a student or possibly attacking her at a seminar are eliminated. Can I just try to open the door to the VIP area while they're talking and not 
Sure, yep. roll me 2d6 plus skill. I got new dice for this. <laughs> oh, they're so big. We're going to make a bet oh. as to when they oh. fall off it's the fine. table. It's fine, it's fine. That's a three. <laughs> and that's a, th it's a six plus, was it? Uh, skill. The skill is a seven. Yeah. Uh, Betty, you feel as you put your hand on the door, you're able to kind of, you're able to turn the knob a bit and nothing happens to you. Cool, 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 cool. Can I push the you door You can't open the door. It's a mixed success. You can't open the door, but also you're able to put your hand on it and nothing happens to you, but you can't open it. Cool, 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 cool. Hey guys, I think this door is magically, is magically locked. What are you doing? It's magically locked. <laughs> Well, you, it sounded like a challenge. You were like, oh, only VIPs can go in here, so I'm just gonna open it. Uh. Exactly, only, let me, let me in, let me through. As you see, oh. uh, Ambrose kind of move forward. You see him take out his wand and tap on the door handle as the do, two double doors open up and you see this very cush, lovely lounge. Uh, there's plush velvet couches, a long dining table covered in a variety of finger foods, refreshments, and even an ice sculpture. Ooh, in the corner what? is of a... what? It's a swan. Okay. Ooh. Kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I ooed it. It wasn't that like, I was just kind of like ready to do it no matter what it was that she said. Yes. I want to lick it, but I won't. <laughs> That's just me personally, well, not Maddie. I'll, I'll tell you what, there's like a, there's a couple silver pieces in it for you if you do. I want to see what happens. That's a wa I mean, water pitcher. Oh. <laughs> this is a crime Wait. scene? <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly turning into Betty. <laughs> Did I eat a mushroom? What's wrong with me? Listen, I don't like everything, just the good stuff. Okay. As you keep examining the room, you see that in the corner is a small golden enchanted harpsichord whose keys play with no physical player. It's a sweet melancholy tune that floats through the air as you find yourself now staring at the body in the middle of the room. You see an elderly elven woman face down in a somewhat large pool of blood her beautiful midnight blue robes have now turned purple. Mm. Well, this is it. Just leaving her body right there? You're the investigating. It's a crime scene. It's a crime scene. <laughs> this is horrific. I mean, it, it, that is true. It literally is our job. But we were hired to we're do. not detectives. We have a detective, a, a captain exactly. of a you have, a you have, you have uh, Captain Gwen here, and you all are, are very good muscle and can get things done from what I've been told. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All Gwen right, Maddie, I pull Maddie to oh. the front, of, or like standing in front of Madame Elaine, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, what do you see? <laughs> um. <laughs> Lots of blood. Uh, I guess the first thing we should do is figure out where the blood is pouring out from. That way we can determine where the wound was and maybe, I mean, if, if it was like a head wound, maybe like a blunt object to the head or maybe she was killed with some magic or maybe stabbed. Or While maybe this is going on, I'm gonna cast Logical oh. and scan the area for uh, uh, my surroundings to discern what's going on. Wonderful. Roll me 2d6 plus canny. You bring up a good point, though, Maddie. Like, yeah. it probably wasn't a magical person murdering her, because they just would do magic. Unless that's what they want seven. you to think. What did you roll? Seven. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Seven, my bonus. A, with a seven, you can discern one thing. Great. You <laughs> notice that despite the fact that there were magical locks on the door, you notice that there's a window that is slightly ajar in the back. 
I want to get situated, mm. but I want to petition you to let me roll with guts instead of canny, <laughs> because what I'm looking at specifically is mm -hmm. evidence of how, like, where she was hit, and maybe like try to figure out what she was hit by. Yes. So I'm using my knowledge as a fighter and as a barbarian to like know like what Ooh, wounds yeah. look like. Yes, I like it. I will allow it. Nice. Do you share the information about the window with us? Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna walk up to the window and be like, it looks like uh, it looks like someone broken. What did I tell you guys about windows? Like, like, ten, like 15 minutes ago. Oh, geez. Are you sure, Captain Gwent, that window's been open this whole time? Do you even... I mean, all the other windows are closed, You're so right. if, if this, this one window locked. is open... And well, I, I, I can also suspicious. attest with the dead body in here, it doesn't smell as bad as it should. Don't ask me how I know that. But the, <laughs> the, having the, the window open, it means that it's probably been open for a considerable amount of time. <laughs> What did you roll? I got a nine. A nine. <laughs> I will say that, yes, do you, you turn the body over. Yeah. You L.A. Noir this. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> can you get like a... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you're the, the body. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to pull out my lute and, or my mandolin for some reason have a symbol on it. <laughs> <laughs> Braga, as you mm -hmm. investigate the body, as you roll uh, Madame Elaine over, you see that she has uh, suffered a piercing wound right by the heart. You notice it's a very small and direct wound, probably with like a very sharp, long knife and or sword, or object of the like. But something sharp. Something okay. long and sharp, thin, long and sharp. An icicle, I look at the ice sculpture. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> I mean, it is a theory. Nope. Probably wrong. <laughs> yep. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but still wrong. Yeah. I'll think next time before I blurt out well, weapons. At least we've eliminated something. Uh, let's just go check the window. We I want to come to the window and investigate the area to see if I see any clues. All right. Roll me <laughs> 2d6 plus. Annie. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, oh, does that count? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, you okay, can put it. You can put it. You can't wait for it to roll again. Um, oh, that's a, that's a, ten, a 10 plus to Kenny, 12. Yay! Wonderful. Nice. Yay, fate. Put this on the poncho. This was a bad She's idea. She's climbing through your window. She's <laughs> <laughs> Betty, as you climb up and you start to observe, you notice that, how strange, this window is open. There seem to be no broken tree branches, so it doesn't seem like anyone climbed in. This is a pretty, you're still in the first story, so it's not like anyone kind of came in from an angle. You do see impressions on the ground of what appear to be possible footprints, and then about five feet down the way, almost incredibly clearly, you see one of the protesters' signs. Hey, it was a protester. <laughs> or they could want us to think that. Exactly, yeah. that's what they want us to think. Why would they? Is it covered in blood? What? What? Like, does it look like they might like use that to stab her with? Like the like the the, the sign? Yeah. Not the, like the stick for the sign, not the actual sign. I don't know if I can perceive that from this far away, mm. but it looks like the footprints lead to that protester right there, that's standing right there. <laughs> that protester, no protester J there. JK. <laughs> Betty. Wait, where are they? Where? Outside, outside. Betty. What? She's You're hallucinating so people Fine. now. <laughs> this is bad. Lick the icicles. It's, it's lick the, lick the swan. Get some water. I'm just saying, maybe we should interview, interview the people outside. It sounds right. 
Perhaps uh, let me go and fetch the VIP list as well. Uh, it could be any one of those individuals. Actually, one of them has been here in this room with you the whole time. Uh, she's just been kind of off into the corner. I'm going to go fetch the list. Boy, we're uh, bad detectives. <laughs> we literally could have been killed this entire time. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was using undetectable magic. You're oh. fine. You, you have good skills. I immediately go up to the harpsichord and do this. <laughs> it keeps playing. playing, but like, yeah, nothing is happening. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Let me go, uh, uh, Hosira, she's in the corner. And you turn around and you see this very petite, almost gray hair, super pale person in these beautiful white robes, just with the hood up, just staring at you all from the corner. Not creepy. Hi, we're gonna talk about being really suspicious and how you just nailed your check on that. So, yep. um, Hi. Hello. How long have you been here? I found her. I found, well, she was my, she was my master. I was her apprentice. And now you're a free elf. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm actually just I'm actually just a half elf, but I appreciate you thinking I was something as high as an elf. Oh, I, I so, didn't so say you're, that out loud. You're the apprentice of uh, Madame uh, Milane. Yes. Uh, what what are you apprenticing her? Just magic or magic teaching? Magic in general. Or? She seemed very impressed by my skills at Mage U. Uh, she liked my thesis on uh, magical ideology, and so she invited me here to ConjureCon this year as one of the VIPs. You? Yes. Seems unlikely. She liked me a lot, and if she liked you, no way. No. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Saga, isn't Anna being like real snotty right now? I think she can hear you. Your hand's facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, I've never liked you. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to go back to the harvesting. There's nothing over there. <laughs> and Hosaria, uh, right, correct? Hosaira. Um, Hosaira, uh, do, you, do you know of any uh, maybe enemies uh, Madame Mullane may have? May have uh, anyone upset about maybe her theories or teachings or uh, taking one of her uh, workshops from them or something? Hmm. Well, uh, like all teachers, she had students that liked her, and she has students that don't like her. Mm. But specifically here, I just from being around the two other VIPs, uh, Idril and Lucard, I can sense that, well, it's, they're kind of that fake nice. They're that nice to you because you're in the same social circle, not nice to you as in your genuine friends. And so I've always picked up bad vibes from them. Mm. Can I ask you a question? What, weirdo? Are you the daughter of the necromancer that got kicked out of Mage U? I don't like you. <laughs> she gets really close to you. I've always wanted to try necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you want to try necromancy? I like, like, I like breathe hot air into her mouth. Like, that's how close she is. Oh, God. I know. I'm like, is that what you want? I'd like to necromance her right it, now. No, it's also illegal. <laughs> I'd like to like give her like a scary taste. I'm gonna let my. <laughs> she walked in to the room. She was demure. Blowing uh, hot air I'd down like her to throat. Conjure my demon daddy and give her a 
damn good taste of oh what necromancy. <laughs> what You're trying to scare her straight? <laughs> yes. I you want to be like me? Roll me a 2D6. I learned it from watching you, Daddy. <laughs> I hate you, Dad. Roll me 2D6 no, help me plus. Scare this child. <laughs> roll me 2D6 plus heart. Oh, that's negative. Uh, five, uh, five, six, seven, eight. My heart's a zero. Uh, you better believe I'm going to use two tokens to yeah. make it a ten. <laughs> and I know I only have three. <laughs> Wonderful. So, yes, tell me about how you conjured this. So as she, she's like, I've always wanted to learn necromancy. I'm like, oh, very cool. And I, like, grab her by the lapels of her, like, coat and make it ablaze and go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> ah! But no one else can see this <gasps> happening. I was going to do, like, the swan. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this? This is don't want this life, kid. This is demon summoning. This isn't necromancy. <laughs> I get out of it immediately. I didn't know if you'd tell the difference or not. I graduated with all honors. I'd hope I'd know the difference. Oh, God, I really fucking hate you. <laughs> Listen, I know it's not allowed, but uh, I don't know. Just seeing... I know. It's, I'm just conflicted. I, I want Madame Malene back. I also know that necromancy is illegal, and as soon as I do it, I will be tainted as a mage forever. And uh, Here's the deal, kid. You don't want to deal with Madame Malene when she's been necromanced. It's not going to be the same person. Uh, but, Hannah, what if you necromance her memories or whatever, and she could just tell us who killed her? Wouldn't that be a lot easier than doing all this work? Well, that, yeah. would, that would help our two-hour deadline, and we could just do some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't even know if that's a magical skill. Well, let's see how well I see some panels. Do it. <laughs> you all know I'm I really, standing here, right? I regret. I, yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I help with my symbol? Yes. Whoa. Roll this. Roll this. This me. So yeah. What's our bond? Maddie, roll your One. bond to Hannah. So roll me two d six. Me? Yes. I regret using my token now. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm. This is my first roll. <laughs> No, it's okay. You don't have to clap. It's not that exciting. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I've never rolled dice before, you guys. This is weird. <laughs> is this what it's like? Six. Plus, plus one. one. Seven. So I get a plus one. You get a plus one. Ooh, I did a help. You helped. Yeah. Good job, kid. But this oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what? Guess what? You can't do the super powerful skill that lets you pull people's memories out of their dead bodies, thus eliminating the murder mystery. I mean, it was really close to Hogwarts when we walked in, so I thought we could Snape him for a second, but it didn't happen. Anyway, carrying on. Yeah. I try. I mean, to be fair, Snape did that to himself first. That's, he didn't just, true. like, come so in and I, raise me from the dead. So, like, so I try. I'm like, Madame Elaine, <laughs> what happened to you? She was murdered. Are you really, you're really going to do this in front of me? right now. You distracted me. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, I, you know. Have you ever, have good. You ever, it's your fault that <laughs> I wasn't able easier. to do that, that um, trick. Sarah, I, I have a question. Did you speak to Madame Elaine about your wishes to study necromancy and perform it? No, I was afraid she would disown me. It's so illegal. How old are you? I'm... <laughs> You never ask a lady how old she is. She doesn't quite seem like a lady. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just from... really jealous of her if you can't pick it up. I'm 16. Oh I went God. to the college for a young for my age. My parents told me I was a prodigy. She hates you. She's really mad because you're but smart I just and young. Know so much That's like about super necromancy. young. Right. 
Your mom is one of the most famous necromancers ever. I read about her in a book. I'm pretty cool, too. Yeah, you're her daughter. <laughs> All right, I think we did enough here. Moving on. Can I, I help you with thing. anything else? Um, where, where can we meet with these, um, this Adriel Lucard? You know where they're at right now so we can talk to them? Oh, yes, funny you should ask. We're as soon as... Oh, I forgot you were here. <laughs> no, no, he left. Uh, Director Ambrose Hall comes back into the room holding the VIP list and the ConjureCon schedule. As he holds the list together, he uh, kind of cross-references them. Ah, uh, uh, yes, let's see here. Ah, uh, yes, Idril Kurog. Uh, she is the renowned orc druid. I believe she's doing a demonstration uh, in panel room three right now. And then we have, oh, ah, yes, Lucard de Cocteau, uh, the famous wizard and recent novelist. Uh, he is, according to the schedule, oh, yes, he's doing a book signing right now in the main hall floor. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. this is where you get to decide oh. where we will go first. Oh, this is cool. Oh. I'm going to give you two options. The first is going to be the panel room. The second is going to be the hall floor. If you want, whatever one you want, please applaud, and I will measure it on my little decibel meter. All right, if, please applaud right now if you want to go to the panel room. All right, all right. Now let's see, applause right now if you want to go to the hall. is currently doing a thing for you in a panel room. I'm a little offended by that result. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Get to go shopping first. <laughs> Wonderful. So the five of you start to make your way through ConjureCon's halls and into the main hall where there's vendors galore. You see all of these stands, like the, the ceiling above this in this hall is incredibly magically enchanted. So in one part of the room, it's night. It's a beautiful full moon with all these stars. And you see like a shooting star and some fireflies flying across the space. The other half of the room, the sun is shining bright. There's a few clouds here and there. And there's birds, just magical birds, learn, le legging on birds. Birds. <laughs> birds. Are there like magical items and stuff for sale? Is yes, that, you okay. have. There's a ton of vendors. There's vendors that are selling magical accessories, clothing, uh, books, uh, handmade leather journals, uh, pins for magical wear, uh, a number of potions, potion making, cauldrons, the newest cauldrons, the retro cauldrons, uh, and, <laughs> and ingredients galore. Is there a booth that might have a potion that might enhance one's powers of magic? So that one's roles might be more successful, <laughs> or might, might yeah, is there a cheaters booth? Huh? Is there a cheaters booth? Hannah, <laughs> or a smart person's booth? Hannah, you look over the side and you see this. Um, you see this elf in like this tan trench coat who's kind of hanging out. He's got he's got a table that's not decorated. It's just a standing table. And he's got uh, just a sign that says uh, "good potions and stuff." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be over here, like obviously inspecting the other booths, so you can't, uh, you know, can't tell that you're watching. No, no, me. yeah, oh, I'm, I'm obviously 
I, mm, I yeah. drag Betty with me because either he's got drugs or a potion. Yeah. And I lead Maddie away from him because he either has drugs or a potion. Let's see. What's <laughs> happening? Woo! Let's look at these journals. And I kind of like go over like, like I, I look actually really interested in the journals and nothing else. I'm afraid to look at anything else. I'm like, journals? They're like, look. we've got some magical weapons. No, that's OK. No, it's fine. Oh, all right. Nope, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy with I my... I handmade those journals nope. myself. Uh, well, good. Are they, are they magical? No, they're just made with the magic of my heart. Oh. I want one! <laughs> oh, I would be so appreciative. I appreciate anyone who supports my art. Oh, this <laughs> is getting too real. <laughs> How much are they? Uh, they're, hmm. I like you two. I'll give you a deal. I'll give you two for... They're usually about one for 25. I'll give you two for 30. That's a really good deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I buy, I buy a journal for the kid and myself. Wonderful. You now have these beautiful handmade leather-bound journals. Oh. I'm going to write so many things on rhyme in here. I, I'm not much of a writer myself. I just thought, you know, it's a good deal. I should get it. Matching journals. <laughs> she doesn't care. Oh. Hey, you want some good potions and stuff? <laughs> I want some bad potions. Wink. No, all I got is the good potions. Okay, Trust fine, me. idiot. Then I'll take your good potions. Wink. No, no, you have to say wink and then also wink to back to him or else he doesn't get, like, the signal. Oh, got it. Uh, wink. I'm looking for some good potions, wink, wink. Why are you winking at me? <laughs> what? She told me. She's not doing it right. Can I just buy something off of you? Yeah, I mean, uh, appreciate No one's really come by my stand today. I appreciate it. Well, the look of it is quite shady. <laughs> like, I wouldn't really okay. want to come over here unless I had malintention, which Whoa. I do. I'm still, I'm still in good stuff. Wink. Definitely real potions. I'd like to get personal with this guy. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus hard. Uh, six, seven, eight. I get to ask him one question? Yeah. Um, uh, who do you... <laughs> oh, do you know anything about the murders. There's been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey. What did I say? Hey. Not no for our discretion. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> so, so traditionally in our Twitch shows, I get to make a GM move if we hit a certain goal. I'm making a GM move right now. Aww. The rumor mill has now started at yeah. ConcerCon that yeah. there has been a murder. We were doing so well for like 20 minutes. Yeah. You see this shady elf vendor just like, oh, there's been a murder? I'm gonna get out of here. Well, he's distracted. I want to steal his potions. <laughs> it's a win-win, I think. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Yoink. Two duckies. Aww. One big ducky. That's three plus uh, one. That's a four. <laughs> I'm going to use all three tokens to make it a, to make it a uh, five, six, seven. We also have important. two second chances. Oh, I should do that one then, huh? All right. Second chance is worth it, right? Yeah. Hey, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when, you're, when you're high, you think everything's worth it. Take a chance, take a Okay, done. You change it down. I have a minute too. Oh. That's oh. a five. <laughs> I'll use two tokens to make it a seven. You can't use tokens oh, on a second, a second chance. chance. Okay, I get a four. So describe to me how first you fail and then you fail again. <laughs> um, well, he's distracted. I 
I try to like sneak behind him and look at the back of his coat to like take some potions. But while doing so, I'm distracted because he's very, very stinky and I do not like it. So I go, oh man, take a bath. And I just kind of slap his butt away. <laughs> As you slap his butt away, he like falls and you start to hear all this glass break inside <laughs> of his jacket. Oh. Oh my God, oh my God. Are you the murderer? Let's go. <laughs> run away. <laughs> we run into them as we're leaving oh. the journal thing. Hey, um, look, before we find, before the cop comes back, <laughs> I have a theory, but I don't want to like run it by her yet until we know. Okay. But, well, we, we can talk to these VIPs, but I, I get a weird vibe off that girl, the student. Okay, but not just because you don't like her. I'm saying <laughs> she was really adamant about wanting to practice necromancy on bringing Madame Malene back from the dead. Like, that was like, her first thought. I, would, I think she might have done it so that she, so that could, she could do... She'd have an excuse to do... To do uh, murdering your professor at a magic con and then, oh, I have to use necromancy to bring her back from the dead. Like, might have been like a way of doing that. Is that an entrapment? What's entrapment? I mean, no, it's just a fear. It sounds like it. No, it, I mean, <laughs> not at all. It's not, a, it's not entrapment because I didn't make but, her do it to. Double Jeopardy? No, Betty. I actually don't no, know. It's, 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 a, it's, it's called premeditated murder. Okay, cool. <laughs> Captain Brown. when I walk in. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, have you found anything? Anything suspicious? A journal? Oh, not suspicious. <laughs> That guy in the corner is messed up, and he definitely did it. Is, is, are the potions <sighs> affecting him because they broke on his body? No, they were water with colored dye in them. <laughs> <laughs> we solved one mystery. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like use whatever my mage device is to uh, contact the, my other security and be like, uh, we have a 2405 in the uh, dealer's hall. Uh, Thank you. Roger that. <laughs> As immediately you see these kind of these almost these two blue pixie-like bubbles kind of fly into the hall, and all of a sudden they just appear into other magical security guards. These two twin elves, these two twin male elves, as they pick up this guy and start escorting him out. As you hear him, he's like, "Oh, he's covered in glass and water." <laughs> there's, been a, there's been a murder. This is they told me. They told me there's been a murder. That guy's crazy. We murdered his career. <laughs> Never work in this town again. That's the only murder that happened here today, folks. And Good job, that, Betty. On that note, you make your oh way throughout the hall, passing a number of booths, vendors, art, journals, magical items, etc., until great. you reach the back of the hall where you see a lining of tables for the book signing. And sitting at the centermost table is this beautiful, like, gray fox human male who's wearing this oh. mustard suit that has ruffles on the shirt. He's got ruffles on the sleeves. He's got this beautiful, like, quill pen, and he's signing, it's actually signing the books for him, and he's talking, but there's no one really there. He's just kind of, like, waving to people as he's just signing books for no one. That's so sad. <laughs> Why don't you buy a book from him, Hannah, if it's so sad? Oh, hello there, as he sees the five of you approaching. Oh, yes, have you come uh, to see my book? Um, actually, I'd like you to sign my journal, because we spent all our money on this journal. But if you could sign that while we ask you a few questions, I think my friends have a few questions for you. About your book. About your book. Roll me 2d6 plus heart, Maddie. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I have something of that. 
Not enough. Not that it matters. <laughs> Six. You have a token. You can change that to seven. Seven. <laughs> hmm. I'll sign your journal, but uh, you have to, someone's got to pay you to ask me a question. This is a sign and autograph experience booth. And a paid Q&A. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, cop lady, do you have any money? <laughs> we had to solve a crime. How else are we going to do it without money? All right, and I pull out a, a, a coin, a gold. Wonderful, thank you. I will answer your questions. Uh, make it out too, Maddie. <laughs> you see the quill just kind of floats over. Oh, M make it out too, Maddie. I tell the quill. <laughs> too, Maddie. Mm-hmm. And then something cool and personal. <laughs> like so, I can tell my friends. Like it's like we knew each other. Do you something. even know this person? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but what continue to. Continue your dreams of being an inspiring writer, and maybe one day you'll end up like me, smiley face. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Professor Lacard? Uh, I'm not a professor, uh, I'm just a personality. Oh. But I, I appreciate it. I do have an honor professorship at the Meiju. I've been there for guest speaks. Uh, uh, I'm one of the heads here at ConjureCon. This is one of my favorite events. Mm. Yes, but your question, I'm sorry I interrupted you by correcting who I was. Uh, it's interesting, I, I thought that uh, all of the uh, speakers here were professionals in the industry, but you are, you are just a personality because of your book? Ooh. Roll me 2d6 plus guts, I'm gonna say that's a get sassy. <laughs> uh, I might like this one. <laughs> okay, cool. Eight, nine. And nine, he kind of looks at you. Well, uh, uh, not, you don't have to have a professor title to be someone of recognition. Oh, no, no, of course not. I, I just, I figured that uh, the, all of the speakers here had some sort of a background at a Mage U or a other professional schooling. Right, you're, you're not like a real professor like Madame Elaine. No, I'm not a real professor, but I am uh, a very high person in magical society, and here at Conjurecon. Oh, so do you know uh, this uh, Madame Elaine at all? Have you met yes, her? Yes, we were on the council together. Oh, right, yes, council. Her and Idril and I, why? Something happened. Oh, no, 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 uh, we just... Uh, why would you think something had happened? Nothing happened here. we asked about someone's name. There's, there's been some suspicion, uh, um, amongst the uh, rest of the council that there might be some insider tra uh, trading. And, uh, hold, listen, hold on, hold on, listen, hold on, listen, hold on. Listen, come to my booth, come to my booth. Everybody come over. to the booth. Okay. Oh, are we just gonna gloss over the fact that he offered that there was a problem when we just asked him about a person? I mean, we... Doctor, uh, um, Mr. Uh, Director Ambrose told me to keep the utmost. So it looked like everything was fine. I did hear of her unfortunate demise. Are you the people here that are, I thought you were just coming to my booth just to ask questions and uh, sign a journal. No, I really Ambrose didn't care about you. your autograph, but thank you for it. Yes, Ambrose informed both uh, Idril and I just to be on a little bit more of high alert in case there was something else that happened. And I'm trying to keep my cool, and it's very hard to know that there's a murderer around. You're lying. 
What? You obviously know that you murdered her, so you knew that you were going to get asked about it. So when, in case you got asked, you were going to act like you were told that the murder happened so that you could, you know, red herring us and make it look like you thought you knew you were going to be interviewed. And is, this, is this your first investigation ever? It's like... Yeah, it actually kind of is. It is yes. um, it's like reverse physiology. Psych Psychology. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> I don't. Maddie. Is that a magic that I don't know about? Like, is that like necromancy? Listen, but, uh, when, when about did uh, Ambrosa tell you about this incident? Well, he sent Idril and I. I can show you the message right now. I've I, been here signing. I would love to see. Yes, it. books at my table. Uh, he sent us two kind of winged missives to stay on high alert. What had happened? That unfortunately, poor Melaine, she had passed, and, well, just to keep on high alert. Were you romantically linked with Melaine? Why should I tell you that? Because she was! Murdered, and what? we're trying to just, figure maybe out. Maybe I just don't want to delve into things. Well, people talked about it and made you. Roll me 2d6 <laughs> plus... Oh, canny? I'm say canny. Or guts. I'll say canny. Well, it doesn't help. Five, six, seven. What did they say exactly? Are you sure? Yeah, it was something along the line of Melaine and Lucard sitting in a bard. <laughs> <laughs> See, the way you say that now, I don't think it's true anymore. What happens next? What happens next? Nothing, nothing, Addy, nothing. One, one was stopped and the other got hard. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately write that down in the journal. Like, Using this for later. Listen, I'm happy to provide you whatever you need. Have you checked in with Idril yet? No. Not yet. No, that they are next. Uh, that's next someone stop. with motive. I'll tell you what. Who? Well, we did find a piece of evidence that suggested perhaps it was one of the protesters. One of their signs was outside of the window. But how the door was magically locked. They so got into the window. Which the wait, how did you, wait, how did you know the door Why was magically locked? Because I'm the VIP person. and I know oh. that the door is magically locked. All, right. All of the cards. I thought I had you. What's up, Captain? Why are you telling this Listen, person? Listen, are we, are we just All about finished here? What are you yeah, talking about? Yes, the, we are finished. Why does we he even finished. know about it? Like, Ambrose should have. No, I'm saying like you're mad at us for telling him stuff. He already knows more than he should. Like the investigation's already been tainted because Ambrose right. told him ahead of time we were investigating, which means he had a chance to think of a cover story. And also, he's he's here signing books, which means he could have used his magic feather to sign a sign to be an alibi to toss a sign out the window. Ha ha! I've solved it. What? Honestly, that's <laughs> great. Um, Can we go home now? I mean, it's not any worse than whatever Hannah was doing a second ago with the dot and the things. There was the... logic there, Braga. Listen, I need to get sure. going. Perhaps you need to go talk to Idril now. I've, I've become very upset. I'm going to go stay in my room and, and try not to be murdered. That's good, because there's not a lot of people waiting to sign your book, so we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, as we leave, can I catch the title of the book? Yes. What's, what's the title of the card's book? It's called um, uh, Magic in You, A Magical Journey of Self-Discovery. <laughs> right. I'd buy it. I steal one book. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. I'm totally selling this on eBard. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I'm using that. Five, six, seven, uh, eight. It's in the dark market. Yeah. I will say you're able to steal one of his like signed portraits. Like he has like these kind of like tiny magical portraits. Yoink! <laughs> Roll it up in the backpack. Let's go. Evidence. Braga's feelings look hurt that you're going to sell the gift <laughs> No, just a page. <laughs> but now we can look at his handwriting against the handwriting on the sign, even though he didn't technically sign it. It was a magic feather. Yes. Oh, and I have a picture of him. Here. Does it move around? Like Harry Potter style or no? No, no. it's just like, it's just pretty. For it's our pretty. wanted poster that we have to post everywhere yeah. around the convention. We should start making them now. Yes. For like a murderer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, we're going. <laughs> The five of you make your way now to panel, the panel room three, where Idril Kurog, renowned orc druid, is actually giving a demonstration. As the five of you come into the room, you end up interrupting the demonstration as she takes her staff and simply stares at you all. Is it, do we, how do we interrupt? Do we just, because we open the door too fast? You open, you were all just like, yeah, da 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 talking right by this door and it was a quite silent uh, demonstration a very focused one as soon as you open that door every single person in the room just went you know what this is for the best uh, we actually need to talk to you great step into my circle not in front of everybody you don't uh, yes you have um, you have volunteered yourself to be part of my demonstration please come show me your abilities against my my druidness Ooh, contest, go, go. Ooh, I can make a sign in my journal and root for you. Are we all doing it? Just Hannah, right? Just Hannah, I think. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, probably. good. All right. And I... <laughs> Wrong song, Eddie. And I like, try to I steal myself, and I'm like, okay. And I flick my hair back and find my wand and come on stage. Great. I'm like very scared to be in front of people right now. What is your name? What? What is your name? Oh, uh, Hannah Vizari. Vizari, you say? Oh, heard of me? Just your <laughs> I mean, just that your father resulted in a, in a horrible event at the Mage University. Were you part of that? No, I just know people who died that day. Interesting. All right, get over to that side of the room and ready yourself. I don't get, have anyone tell me what to do. <laughs> okay, stand there. I'm going to send something at you right now. <laughs> As you see, uh, Idril take her staff and pound it on the ground. Uh, you don't see anything, but there's actually roots underneath these wooden, like these carpeted and wooden convention floors that are racing towards you and that are about to pop up through the floorboards. What do you do? Does my dad sense it? No, your demon self does not sense it. <laughs> um, fireball. <laughs> Just burning those spells. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm gonna use my token. 
I immediately hold up a sign. Go, Hannah. <laughs> And like, so I touch my wand down on the ground because I feel it, like the rumbling towards mm -hmm. me. And my fireball is so good that it, right as the roots begin to surface, the fire goes into the roots and disintegrates it. That happens, and yeah, you see almost this fireball not even appear in the space. You just see almost this kind of boom, this shot of light come out of your wand. And there is just this like miniature explosion against every, underneath everyone's feet in the room as you start to see like the smoke start to seep up through the carpet and the wood floor. Which makes me look really cool. Yeah. <laughs> impressive in that you were able to stop that. Uh, not so impressive your spell choice, fairly amateur for uh, any level of mage, wizard, witch, you name it. Is this like a shaming hour? No, I'm just saying you could have been more creative than Fireball. She uses it like every time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty standard I mean, spell. It got the job done though. Like. I believe in you. Thanks, Maddie. Welcome. Listen, if you just want to use me to make yourself look better, I'm not going to be a party to that. I like your stuff. You just said you didn't. <laughs> Maybe life is just a game. <laughs> uh, everyone, please thank you. The panel, unfortunately, is ending early today. I believe I have some guests I need to talk to. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. As all the other uh, witches, wizards, warlocks, a lot of druids in this room. Just a lot of druids and, like, one bard. <laughs> You're not the only, yeah, you, you see the one. Like, I see you. <laughs> they've got We're like, important. You see this bard walking out, and they've got, like, a flute, and they go, like, and they just, like, toot as they leave. <laughs> Did you hear that? He tooted. Yeah. <laughs> he, he tooted at me, I can tell. <laughs> That's how we flirt. <laughs> oh, well. I didn't think bars were attracted to other bars. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> we don't have a lot of options. <laughs> Captain Gwyn, it's very yes. good to see you. It's very nice to see you, too. Uh, tell me. Uh, Is this about the missive that the director sent? Oh, you got one, too. Yes. Lovely. Uh, can, do, you, do you mind if I take a look at it? Of course. I feel like everyone has one of these notes that say someone was murdered. As uh, uh, Idril yeah. pulls out the note from her cloak and hands it to you. Is the handwriting similar to the other note? Yes. Is the handwriting similar to... Okay, you, can I, can, let, let me see that. Let me see that notebook. Is the handwriting similar to that notebook? Roll me 2d6. Ooh. Context clues. <laughs> uh, can I... Can I use my logical spell again to try and bump that? Okay. Emily, the lucky. skill. Six, seven, seven. <gasps> token. You have token. token. Oh, no, not enough. Because you used one of them, right? Oh. I did. No, did. Seven, seven, six, seven. Second chance. We do have one. We only have two. Oh. We have less than two hours. Second chance. Take a chance on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no, no, no. It's all right. No, I'm not going to use it. They don't look similar? Because you've got a mixed success, mm -hmm. there are, like, moments that, like, look similar, but it's almost, like, 
the the spacing is a little different mm -hmm. and the size of the text is a little different there's some like the curve of the y and like the little dot on the i looks similar but it's not enough i see um, these are these are similar uh, uh interesting uh so uh hmm What's interesting? Please, no, uh, would you like what, to enlighten me on oh, what you're thinking? No, 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 no. It's just a. Uh, uh, did you come to interrogate me? No, just ask you some questions. Why did you murder <laughs> Melaine? It was you, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, see, that's the that's the lot of the murder. If I haven't heard one. Yeah, that's not the face of someone who didn't murder. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's just it's it's it's. Who asked the question? I did. GM, roll me 2d6 plus heart. Oh, God, that I have none of. Um, six, seven, eight, nine, but no tokens. So I'm just going to keep it at that next success. Listen, it's... I'll be honest with you. I was not a huge fan of hers. Did not like Melaine that much. When you are an orc coming up as a powerful powerful magic user. There's a lot of people who look down on you and those who don't support you in your growth. Uh, Melaine did not support nor discredit me, but simply stood to the side. If she is such, if she is such this person in magical society that, that believes that everyone should be a part of everything and that is encouraging of everyone, I was sorely disappointed that she did not support me. So yes, I have somewhat harbored ill will towards her, yet I don't believe death was the answer she deserved. I believe her. I think it was Lucard. Wait. Does the handwriting match the sign? We already were going to ask that. But now I'm remembering in character again. <laughs> to you. Uh, the, oh, the sign, and that was outside. Yeah, because uh, you're looking at the handwriting. I, I have a question. Do you know what Ambrose has been up to for the last five years? Because he did offer up that weird detail, and we never really elaborated on that, and we haven't really asked anybody about him at all. Mm. Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Yeah. A clue! <laughs> okay, that is a six. I will spend one of my tokens to make it a six. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a seven, so I'll keep it at seven. Wonderful. Because I won't get it. Actually, you know what? Why not? I'll spend all my tokens to make it a 10. Idril looks at you and kind of pulls you to his, to his side. Listen, I'm sure. I think I've heard of you. You're Braga, are you not? I, I am Braga, yeah. This world has not been kind to either of us for a number of ways, but the fact that you're here and you're doing what you're doing, keep going. This world is full of horrible tumbles. There's going to be people who put you down, like some people here, but I like your stuff. I like who you are, so I will relay this information. Ambrose lost his family to an unfortunate disaster. The house caught on fire. He lost two sons and his young daughter, as long with his wife. He stepped away 
understandingly, from running the convention for those past five years, traveling to their original homestead and paying respects and visits and simply traveling and embracing them all. So yes, he left everything in charge to us, to myself, Lucard, Renee, Lane, sorry. Is that what you wanted to hear? Did, and thank you for speaking to me so candidly. I, I, I couldn't do what you do. I'm, I'd be too afraid to, to wield that kind of power knowing what kind of rage I have inside of me. Oh, we all have rage, not just us orcs. Right, but Everybody I, my, has rage. mine has come out in some brutal ways, and I just don't think that having any extra power would be the way to do it. I, I give away magic as fast as I can if it comes into my, prop, my presence. Um, but you can wield it, that's impressive. Um, and I, I couldn't do it, so I, I, am, I am impressed by you legitimately. Um, in the times that you've been gone, he was gone, did Melaine and you and Lucard make any like big changes to these things that he might not have agreed with and maybe like returned and maybe transferred his resentment towards the changes that were made to his con? The discussions of whether we should allow Conjacon to be open to the public came up quite often when he was not here. Uh, Ambrose is usually the voice of the people. He speaks to everyone. He knows what happenings happen at his events. So without him there, of course, the nature of the convention came up rather quickly as if we could make some kind of rapid decision as to the nature of his event without him being there. Lane, she was very much for opening the convention. I as well. And well, Lacard, he just seemed irked by it all. He seemed that the convention is a special privilege only of those of magic users, and that, he, well, he's just an old-fashioned traditionalist. He doesn't believe that, well, orcs should wield magic. He doesn't believe that, that non-magic users should embrace magic. He is very much for magic belongs to those who have it, and to those who have it, they are better. What a dick. Seems. Even, even though Lacard is not a magic user or educated in magic in any way, oh, he's it's just a, a very powerful magic. Oh, he's a quite powerful magic user. He is educated. Did he seek uh, teaching levels? No. Did he, he? He takes an honorary professorship, I've heard. But he's become much more of a personality, a, a person in society, and actually much more of a politician. He uses his magic to get him into places as well. He is quite powerful. Do not underestimate him. But, yes, he was not on the same page as Melaine and I. <laughs> kind of sounds like either Ambrose did it or Book Guy did it. So... I'm not, doubt I'm not counting out that student either. Are we finished here? Do you want to help us? I would if I could, but you seem to have five people. That seems very, very, that seems very good. You've got Captain Gwen here. Yes. Gwen. I technically don't, I'm still in training. And we don't so. want, we don't want anything suspicious if you miss any of your other workshops or uh, events. Oh, right. Are you in training? I will give you this advice. Keep following your heart and your passions and you will be rewarded. I got a journal. Wonderful. <laughs> Keep Write down all the things you feel when you use your spells in there. And whenever you feel disheartened or frustrated, look upon that list again. Remember those feelings, those inspirations. And no matter how difficult a spell or a situation will seem, your magic will return to you. She's awesome. 
Thank you. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just really touched by that exchange. She has that kind of face that everyone thinks, like, when it's at normal, right? They think she's being mean. Yeah, she scares me. Yeah, she just looks yeah. like a rest, it's like a resting. No, this is a, this is, this is, a, this is a sincere Hannah face. I she always looks, think she's mad at me, and she usually, oh, she is. usually is. This is yeah, a nice oh, face. I know. This is me being happy. Gross. Your eyes <laughs> twitching. What's wrong well, with it, you? You're my friend. It was, and now it's turned into. I was on your. I was. I had your back. Listen, I'm. Gwen, I'm going to take your advice. I'm, I have another panel to attend to. Uh, I will leave you to it. Be safe, as I will try to be as well. Hey, what spell would you suggest that I use to combat your stupid root spell? An excellent question. I would have used, if I was in your position, uh, perhaps a spell of levitation, perhaps a spell of stop time, uh, perhaps even a spell of, of stop life, to suck the energy, to suck the green from my roots, thus not allowing them to spring up and snarl your feet, drag you into the dirt, and leave you in the middle of the floor for the rest of the panel. My way was cooler. See you later. Okay. <laughs> really, really, really good. Oh, so but like smart. on a different page, because I'm probably gonna tear this one out with his. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You see that actually, like this owl that's been kind of in the corner of the room flies over and like sits on her staff, and she plucks a little feather from the owl, and he's like, mm, and uh, she, she, <laughs> uh, she touches it, and then she signs your journal. I want to come to this convention every year. This is amazing. Oh, it's only every 50 years. So. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> My bad. You might be here, and I might not. Who knows? Well, that's depressing. <laughs> Yikes, dark. I'm a druid. I'm going to go now. <laughs> and I'm a half-elf. And I'm a barbarian, and we're going to look at more things to do. I'm Maddie. <laughs> nice to meet you. As the five of you exit panel three, where do you go? I feel like we should pour Ambrose and get some answers out of this that thing, Dom. Hmm. I think we should look at the sign and compare the handwriting. Oh. Let's look at that, that handwriting again. I not hers. I, she's completely cool. I can tell. Uh, let's look at let's look oh, at her hand. Okay. <laughs> Test number five, Maddie. <laughs> Does the handwriting look like the handwriting that we see? Roll me two D six. You're the detective. Plus, uh, Detect. Canny. Canny. Five, six, seven, eight. Do you have your two tokens left over? Uh, I do. I yeah, do. Why not? Let's use them. All right. Nine, yes. It is so completely different. Okay. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> her handwriting is perfect. Look at it. It's where oh, the yeah. where the the writing on the notes is a lot more flowery. Hers is a lot more kind of like serif, just very straight. Letters. Hmm. As the five of you make your way back towards the VIP room to then investigate the outdoors and the sign, what do you do? Do you just make your way towards the double doors? Uh, do we go out the window? Go out the window. Well, I, I want to see if we have like a program that might. Do, do we know where like Lucard's private dwellings are right now? If you can't go into the VIP you room. And we know where Ambrose is. Like, do we have any idea of what's going on? 
Ambrose might still be in the VIP room. He might just, uh, it, you can assume that he's probably still in there, just kind of maintaining it, making sure nobody else comes in. Great. In yeah. Hosira. I think it's, say that again? In Hosira. Hosira, yeah. Let's, let's go back just straight into there, I think, and like retrace. I feel like we should go to the VIP room, talk to Ambrose, and then if that doesn't work out, check the handwriting on the sign that's outside. Well, I think we should do that first. Okay, I'll do that. Yep, we go back to the VIP room. Great. Hannah, you're leading? Yes. Wonderful. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't have detect traps. <laughs> As you approach the room, <laughs> Hannah, you're just making your way directly towards there. I believe in you. Just walk in. We're on your, you're three steps away from the door. You take your third to final step, and suddenly a blue, light blue magic circle spell ring appears. In front of me or around? Underneath you. And it's just under, just under Yep, Hannah's. as you have just triggered a trap. Cool. Oh no. Immediately ice shoots up out of the ground and freezes your feet in place as two more icicles come searing up. What do you do? Uh, I'm gonna uh, neo-dodge them <laughs> and, and lean back. <laughs> <laughs> You can try. <laughs> yeah. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Canny. That's so. Oh, that's mm. <laughs> so that's his quick thinking. Danger. I was just giving you skill because oh. of your neo skills. But no, roll canny because it is quick thinking. Oh, well, that didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> six. I'm going to use my second chance, guys. Great. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, we're all going to die. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to. No, it's okay. okay. It's okay. A, we don't it. want you to die. Yeah, use it. Okay, great. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Uh, six, seven, eight. Wonderful. So, what was your first roll? So it was a six, right? So yeah. I think describe it, to me how you failed, and then you did a mixed success. <laughs> oh goodness. So the I, my feet are frozen, and as I uh, try to get out of the way, I realized that I did it wrong because I was like I, I moved sideways and, and only made it more going to impale me, <laughs> and then did a side. <laughs> physical thing, like so, I kind of look like one of those balloons that <laughs> that are at the gas day. station. <laughs> Second so, game in the day has come up. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> the success is that I didn't really look cool doing it, but I've wrapped around different parts of the icicles. <laughs> but now that we know you're on clearance, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> Hannah. Because it was a mixed success, unfortunately, one of these icicles does manage to just kind of uh, swipe your arm, and you take two points of damage uh -huh. as you have this nice kind of fresh cut on your oh, left no. arm. Fresh I grab out my axe and I kind of like hit the ice by the bottom of her foot, not her foot, but just trying to break the ice so she can get out of it. Braga, unfortunately, as you came from a different angle, uh, you stepped okay. and triggered a magical ice ring as well. Right. So no. suddenly, the blue light, the blue circle surrounds your feet. Uh, you have your feet frozen as two icicles shoot up towards you. What do you do? Um, I, knowing what just happened to Hannah, I like <laughs> swing my axe as the icicles come out and try to like break them as they come out. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Okay. This is a defy danger, but you're using your training and knowledge. Okay, Ooh. that is a... Nine. Wonderful. I would say you were able to, yeah, with your axe, you're able to really nicely swipe both of them, but unfortunately, they were a little too close to you. And so instead of getting impaled, you just kind of get scratched in the legs because you kind of chopped off the top, but it still kept moving for three points of damage. So you caught in a nice cut on your leg. Okay. Can traps take damage? You can eliminate them. I want to go full metal. 
Subscribe to me, Full Metal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is, I don't know. I just no. Yeah, do it. There's not so the bards can only do so much. Uh, I want to do a metal hurlant, and when I shout oh, yeah. or play with a shattering note, uh, whatever my target takes can take ten points of damage or one d ten of damage. But I want to I want to like go like and like try and break all the ice. Yeah. This is what I like to call my icebreaker. Nice. Wonderful. Nice. Roll me two d six plus heart. Okay. Because I'm like, my friends, well, sort of, we're more of acquaintances. I look up to you, okay. I thought, I thought we were friends. Oh, did he use my... Oh, I don't get a second chance, huh? And tokens won't do anything. That's a really bad roll. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make annoying noises at you. <laughs> uh, five. I rolled five. I guess I can make it a seven if I use these. You can. Yeah. You can make, yeah, yeah. I wanna, I wanna shatter it. This ending is going to be really rough on us. Yeah, we're all going to die. It's fine. Murder. So I'm just going to pull up my loot, um, tune it first, because that's important. No one likes an untuned. Ma oh, it's a mandolin, by the way. I, I made sure of that. Okay. Uh, and then give it a nice big like strum and go, yes. Sound people in Twitch, I am sorry if that hurt. Because my mic just goes out. <laughs> Everyone leaves. <laughs> Oh, I cleared the room. That happens all the time. Oh, dear. Um, and then I roll a d10 for damage. Is that oh, right? no. We're oh, just, no. Like, these are modified Dungeon World rules. So. Ooh. OK. Yeah, so just... essentially, what you do, because it was a mixed success, so you, who's, who's do, actually, I'm going to decide for you. Uh, because Braga's icicles were pretty weak after her hit. You strum, you let out this incredible noise. The icicles start to vibrate near you, Braga, and they just shatter, as do like the shan like these kind of shan this hovering chandelier above. It starts to just ping, it just shatters. And uh, Hannah, yeah, your icicles by you start to rumble, but they don't shatter. Um, can I heat up my body so that the ice melts? <laughs> <laughs> You mean you want to cast fireball? Sure. <laughs> we are All right, roll so 2d6 plus skill. Yeah. We're so incognito. There's <laughs> <laughs> a five. You try to summon, it's like you try to summon this fireball, but it's almost as if the ice that just cut you has almost sent this magical chill throughout your oh. body. You start to feel all the heat oh, leaving no. your body and you're no longer able to conjure any kind of like magical heat. It starts to sap your magic. All right, this is terrible. Uh, yeah, I, are you guys done? Can I, can I do <laughs> this now? Oh, right! Stepping into it. I mean, I, I watched she knows all right. <laughs> I'm gonna dispel magic. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, if you want to do it the easy way. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Uh, plus skill. Oh. You should have told me before I broke the chandelier. You were really gung-ho. Oh my god. She just rolled a nat 12. <laughs> so, uh, I just, I just... With, yeah, like, with, like, the most chill, nonchalant wave of your hand, suddenly uh, the circle that was still kind of illuminating around you just mm, fades off. All the icicles around you almost just kind of melt, and the circle fades away. And uh, Captain Gwen, you notice that there was a third circle over to the right, mm. and it appears and then fades away. Perfect. 
How much does the radius affect? Does it like change the door or inside the VIP room? No, it was like three circles right out, right in front of the door. That's all the magic she dispelled and didn't affect right, anything just else. Right, up to the door. Great. Cool, 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 cool. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Is there still a magic spell on the door? I will say because because Captain Gwen used the spell magic and all the all these magical traps were very close to the door, it did affect the Great. door because it was a nat twelve. And so yes, you can open the door, Betty. Yay! <laughs> Whoosh! What's inside? <laughs> I look inside. <laughs> you can roll two d six plus canny. I'll use regular dice right now. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, cool. Ten and twelve. <laughs> Ooh. Wonderful. Good roll. What's inside here? <laughs> you notice three things. The window has been closed. <laughs> yep. Ambrose and Hosira are not in the room. Mm. <laughs> and Betty, because of your past and because of your skills, you pick up on the tiniest detail. And you notice that the ice sculpture is slightly turned a different angle. I knew the swan was suspicious. It there, was an icicle. There is an ice mystery afoot. Now, the, 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 should we look at the ice sculpture? Or you turned. Is the ice sculpture turned. Can we detect oh, magic yeah. on the ice sculpture? Or like, I can shatter it. No, 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 no. I'd, I'd like to like remember if there were any context clues that any of the people that we uh, interviewed like were particularly cold, or there was a glass of ice next to Luke Card, or something like that. Like where all the pieces come uh, together. Go back into your mind palace. Yeah. <laughs> I, I consult my demon dad. I'm like, hey dad, did you see anything that I didn't see? <laughs> Hannah Holmes. <laughs> Roll me two d six. <laughs> Plus, canny. I'm gonna fail this, but just oh. thought I'd give it a shot. Uh, oh, that's not bad. Eight. In your mind's eye, you you kind of remember a cold sensation in a few places, but you can't pinpoint where they were. Ah, uh, well, never mind, everyone. Possibly the hall, uh, possibly the entryway, but you can't differ between the two. I also was really cold in front of the door. I talked to myself about this, <laughs> so. Cold. It's just a theory, it but it does seem like someone whose whole family was lost to fire might become obsessed with ice as an alternative type of magic. They're watching us with this swan. You know that. What? Look. Huh? <laughs> huh? I mean, right, queens, I have this question for you. We're gonna go Phoenix right here a bit. Are you ready to persecute someone? <laughs> Do you have a suspect in mind that you would like to pursue? Because I have an option for the crowd of how you will pursue it. Ooh. I think it's Ambrose. Yeah, I think, I think. Hey, I think it's Ambrose. I definitely think it's the Yeah, I, what do you guys think? His handwriting's, can we phone a friend? Yeah. <laughs> Mark Mir, what do you think? <laughs> I'm genuinely confused. <laughs> I, think it's the, I think it's the card. Really? Um, the, 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 the writing was similar enough, but her yeah. right. her mixed success didn't illuminate it to be fully. Well, and both so both Lacard and Ambrose were anti-opening up the. Well, you don't know. Am Ambrose did not specifically say if he was anti or for. Just oh, the okay. meetings were held without him. And Ambrose Got did hire him. us, but that's a great alibi. Yeah. 
Also, mm. they might be working together. They're in cahoots. Also, we never talk to prosecutors outside. Or not prosecutors. Protesters. <laughs> Maddie, I'm so impressed with you. You were so close. I, what, this is Bonnie talking, but yes, I know, I know. this is me too. I'm very excited about solving this mystery. Swan? This is I mean, all he, I can bring. He to did the table. hire us, but to be fair, he might have hired us because he knew the kind of job we would do. That's why he right. wanted us to be here to do he it. Your theory? Yes, about he he hired with cold is is a good theory. He hired uh, the uh, no offense. Oh yeah, he hired you. I mean, we're going to be offended now. Let's, oh. <laughs> to assist with the professional. It's fine. No, 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 no. It's like you didn't, you didn't go to, you didn't go to, you know. I mean, meetings. I feel like I already said it, like in a nicer no, no, way, no, and like you just made it meaner yeah. and repeated what I said. Yeah. Cold-hearted. Sorry. I mean, I'm just. Oh, cold-hearted. No, no, no. Me, me, me. It's oh. part of the. It's part of the. Rat queens. Part of my. Who is it going to be? Ambrose. Vote. Oh yeah, Luke Hard. Are we taking a vote? Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, out of the, it's between those two. Oh no. I'll say Ambrose. The fire I still, stuff I still is think very it's desirous, suspicious. But I think yeah. they're working together. Then the handwriting. Uh, I'll say Ambrose. Okay. Mm, I don't want to prosecute a gray fox. I'll go with Ambrose. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's one. He has one of the dimples or something. You'll regret this. Probably. I mean, yeah. I keep well, if there's nothing suspicious about it, I regret know that a lot of things. I'm still in training, so. Maddie, you. This was just. Anyway, I'm fine, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, now it comes to your part. You get to decide how the Rat Queens do it. Oh, Are they man. going to set a trap and wait for Ambrose to arrive? <laughs> or are they going to go pursue him guns blazing? If you want them to set a trap, please applaud now. If you want them to go in guns blazing, please Can I just say, I admire the people in the first round who knew they weren't gonna win, but like, I'm still gonna hold on to this moving as yep. long as possible. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. Rap queens, you begin to set your trap. <laughs> Within the VIP lounge, I presume. We didn't guns blazing. Wait, we're doing the like, oh, guns. Significantly oh. beat. <laughs> I was like, oh, the trap won. Good job. <laughs> Sorry, we were just talking about it. <laughs> Red Queens, for a moment, you think about doing a trap. Yeah, yeah. A trap might be pretty cool, but no, you go in guns blazing. Trail mix. Trail mix to the. No, not gonna work. Okay, <laughs> let's go get him. Okay, Smidgen, you lead the way. Make sure there aren't any more traps. Yeah, yeah. Do we know where his office nope. is? I, I investigate the room to I'm figure out if there's thing. any clues to where Ambrose is. Roll me 2d6 plus canny. Don't know where he is. <gasps> Oops. Oh. Five, six, seven. Oh, uh, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'll use all three tokens. That's a ten. Yeah. Woo. With a ten, Betty, you start to kind of put together, all right, well, there must be some kind of security office nearby. There must be some kind of event, some kind of something. But as you put those together, the door actually opens, and there is standing Ambrose. What do you do? Fireball! <laughs> <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Oh no, this is so bad for his 
starts to then shake. Uh, I'm not singing. And you start to see one wing break out. Another wing break out. As this swan becomes bigger and bigger and just transforms into this room, crashing and crushing the refreshments table into a pulp oh. as it becomes oh, this giant swan ice golem. As Ambrose just looks up in horror, turns white, and passes out. I was right! <laughs> To the ground, just squishing it into the ground oh. as he walks in. Seems rude. Oh, you almost did my job for me. Uh. Without Ambrose, without Melaine, I can ensure that nobody ever enters ConjureCon who is not a magic person. So thank you. I, I mean hit him with the axe. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to hear his speech. He's a racist bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got his motivation. Okay, so that's a seven. With a seven. I them all. Yeah. With a seven, Braga, you bring down your axe as he just stands there cool as a magical cucumber because as soon as you take down your axe, immediately this ice-like wing, this giant ice swan golem wing just comes out and just stops your axe mid-swing and now your axe is lodged in this ice swing. Now can I shatter it? Yes! Okay! Yes. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Nine! Yeah! Hold on. Tuning. <laughs> A minor. Maddie, as you give another metal scream, uh, unfortunately, because it was a mixed success, oh. it doesn't do too much to the swan oh. ice golem, but it does do to Braga's axe being lodged in the arm. It does break the arm enough that Braga, your oh. axe is now on Ooh. the ground. Okay. Oh, I got worried for a second there. But then the you ice golem immediately takes its arm and then slings it at you. It's now shattered, kind of broken, chipped arm. Oh, great. Would anyone else like to do anything? Uh, is there a chandelier in the room? Did I break the chandelier? No, you broke the chandelier outside. There is a chandelier in this room. Perfect. I want to uh, throw my. I want to jump up uh, onto the windowsill and throw my dagger at the chandelier attachment to crush the swan. Maybe. Roll me two d six plus skill. I feel like I feel like it's candy though, but okay. Uh, eight nine. 
With a nine, Betty, you're able to jump up to where the chandelier is. You throw one knife, and it gets the rope about halfway, and now you see that the chandelier is barely hanging on. Oh, so on no. your next turn, perhaps you can do something. If the wing is going for Maddie, and I'm right there, I would jump in front of the wing. I couldn't get my axe or anything, but I would jump in front and take the hit. Roll me 2d6 plus guts. Okay. <laughs> Actually, 2d6 plus heart. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Y'all should move because the chandelier's gonna fall. I, I got a 10. Great. Braga, you take that impact of that ice golem, but because it was a 10, luckily you know, with your armor on, you know exactly where to stand and so that your armor takes all of the force. Unfortunately, this force, it doesn't pierce through your armor, but it does push you and Maddie back kind of against the wall now as this ice swan golem now has you pinned. Uh, Gwen, you wanted to do something? Uh, yes, I wanted to, because I see Betty try and hit the chandelier, and I, I get it. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to magic missile and try and yeah, finish it off and knock the chandelier so it uh, drops. Great. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Okay. Uh, what's my skill? Oh, not great. Okay. Uh, three, four, five. Woof. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we should have kept those <laughs> get chances. Yeah, huh? we should have. Is that how this game works? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Gwen. As you try to aim towards the chandelier to shoot your magic missile at it, unfortunately, in the last moment, you almost, for some reason, just for some unknown reason, your foot slips and your arm misses and your wand immediately aims towards Betty. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Betty, you are hit in the ribs with this magic missile and you are sent falling down from the kind of this beam in this VIP room onto the ground as you feel like your back kind of, uh, you feel a little pop in your back as you take uh, five points of damage. Not my back again, guys! <laughs> Seriously, every time! <laughs> and find yourself prone on the floor. Ready. Sorry. I'm gonna show you how a mage really does Please it. do! And now that... Just fireball already, Hannah. We know we're gonna do it. <laughs> it's, it's your Expelliarmos. Wow. Is this what you think of me? Yes. I mean, yeah, she's said it multiple times. As I'm, as I'm slumped against the wall, I pull up, go, Hannah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like over my shoulder. Like, this is um, waving. <laughs> I, I don't use magic, and I... Bring, I jump up and bring the chandelier down on top of the swan. <laughs> this is like a 10 foot tall room. I might use magic to jump up to do that then. <laughs> <laughs> I might air Jordan this. Uh, that, that's actually a spell. It's uh, right here. Yeah. Right, you know, air Jordan. Roll <laughs> <laughs> me 2d6 plus skill. Mathematically, do we keep rolling this many fails on this? No, game? this is great. I'm loving it. As soon as you, as soon as you cast, yeah, uh, Eris Jordanus on your feet, <laughs> you unfortunately cast it a little too powerful, and suddenly, Hannah, you go careening into the ceiling <laughs> as you pierce through the wooden beams. Did I make myself a magic missile? Yes. Oh. And you into the ceiling, and you're now stuck there. Oh. So everyone, you see, you see Hannah's like torso and legs just hanging out of the ceiling. 
as you take... Uh, like someone threw a pencil into the ceiling at a school? <laughs> yes. Hannah, as you take, as you feel, like, you feel your head pierce through this wood, these wooden beams, and you take three points oh of kind of, like, bludgeoning head damage. Oh. So, uh, what were you trying to show us? <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Why didn't you, you see, see the fireball? Lucard has now taken a seat on one of the, the, the lush <laughs> couches and is now uh, eating popcorn. He's summoning a drink and he's just like, he's got a different book. He's got, no, he's reading his own book. He's like, <laughs> uh, I would like to backflip over there and kick the drink into his face. Oh. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus skip. Uh, Candy. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wonderful. I say yes. You manage to, yeah, do a backflip and you kick the drink in his face. Doesn't shatter, just gets him all wet and that makes him mad. But now you are right there as soon as the drink is gone, his free hand that was not holding a drink, it now grabs you. Aww. No, my okay. back hurts, no. <laughs> um, Braga and Maddie, you're still pinned against this wall yeah. with his ice golem kind of like. Yeah, right. I'm gonna try and, oh, can I, I'm gonna try and like squeeze a little bit and I see Betty being held, so I'm gonna pull out the book that he signed and be like, jerk! <laughs> and just try and maybe not scream at that first though, because then that'll, know, that'll acknowledge the fact that I'm throwing it. But I want to just kind of throw it hit in the head because I'm assuming the swan won't, won't, won't like see a book as a weapon, but it, paper cut. Books are our most valuable weapons. Exactly. <laughs> we all learned a lesson today. Maddie, I, please, yeah, roll me 2d6 plus skill. You're yes, because it's rangy. You're rangy That's with a That's why I did it because I have no other skills <laughs> in anything. Just throw books well, and so drinks not a two. Room. A two is not good, right? It's a three, technically. <laughs> technically, it's a three, but I got snake guys. Do I get like? Is that? That's really good in craps. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should get a gambling bonus. <laughs> I have an idea, but first, oh, are you crying right now? I mean, yes! <laughs> this game is so fun, but I think I'm gonna die on my first time playing. <laughs> Maddie, you take the book and you yell, "Jerk!" But unfortunately, your arm is a little too wedged, and so you can only throw from your wrist. And so the book goes about five inches. The book hits me in the side yeah. of the head. <laughs> like that's how I feel about your stupid autograph. I. But rat queens. We didn't talk at the beginning about combos. Oh. I will gift you a combo. Ladies and gentlemen, who do you want to have a combo? Betty! Yeah. Yeah. And who else? And who else? Braga. Yeah. 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 All right. Wonderful. Braga. Betty and Braga, you have been gifted a combo. So he's holding on to you right now, right? Yes. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I am going to reach behind me and I'm going to grab Maddie's sword because I know where it's at and I, my axe is too far for me to reach, but Maddie's right there. Yep, I never moved it. I'm it's gonna, right there. Yeah, so I grab it and I, I pull it out of its sheath and I like chuck it over to you so that you can catch it and then you can do whatever you want with it. So what's cool, your cool, next cool, cool. move? As I grab it from the sky. <laughs> um, what do I scream? What's, what's the name of this combo? The smidgen delivery. I, I, you, you scream. Smooch and delivery! Smooch and delivery, indeed! I grab it out of the air and I kind of grab it backwards, so uh, I take it and I just slash him 
down across the chest, even though he's like holding me, but just kind of just knock him down. <laughs> Betty, as you take this sword, you immediately just leave this huge diagonal cut across Lucard, and you start to see like his red blood blue in his mind. Uh, Due to his high society nature, uh, you start to see his red start to stain this mustard yellow suit in the shirt underneath as the magic of his, the ma his book magically falls. He loosens his grip on you and the golem kind of starts to shake and rattle and its arm falls to the ground, shattering. And now Braga and Maddie, you are both now free <sighs> as the card grasps his chest and immediately sends his golem towards you. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna roll out of the way. Roll <laughs> <laughs> me okay. 2d6 plus canny. Okay. Oh, tiny idea, here we go. Wow. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I wanna say that when I'm rolling, I'm rolling through his blood, so it kind of disguises me, and maybe the golem doesn't see me very well. <laughs> The darkest thing we've done so far. So I just, You're meaning you're bright red. I'm just and, oh. always covered in blood in this game. I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> Betty, yes, you roll in the blood. And for some reason, uh, that distracts Lucard more than anything. <laughs> and his magical control of his swan ice golem is kind of broken for a sec, so it does not pursue you. But as soon as he kind of regains himself, the golem starts to head towards that area of the room where Gwen, you are, and Hannah, you're still lodged in the ceiling. Gwen, what would you like to do? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw a fireball. Great. Nope, nope, nope. I've never so wanted anyone to fail more in my life. <laughs> Uh, four. We're really bad We're really bad <laughs> It's a tough system. Gwen, as you send this fireball, unfortunately, it misses. Where were you aiming towards? The golem, the golem or Lucard? The golem. It misses the golem. It misses Lucard. And instead, it hits the beautiful golden harpsichord in the corner that starts <gasps> to ignite on fire. Oh, that's a classic one. Oh. I hated that thing anyway. And now um, the music becomes more like <laughs> clingy, like frantic. <laughs> just frantic, like <laughs> We didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. No, we did not. Well, what Hannah, would you like to try to get out of the ceiling? I kicked the chandelier. <laughs> you saw it in my face. I didn't know what to do. Oh, ten. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful with the 10, Hannah. Yeah, with just one. Actually, you describe it to me. No, I kick it and it falls. Great. <laughs> Such it. poetry. I'll do that with just a little bit more detail. Okay, great. <laughs> Hannah, you suddenly kind of, as you feel yourself just wedge, you can't really like move your arms are kind of pinned against you. You can't really move your arms. But you feel, you like know that you're very close to that chandelier. As you feel, you start to kind of rock to the, your torso back and forth. One of your legs, you start to kind of rock back and forth until with all of the might in your system, you fire your leg back so hard that it kicks the chandelier and it swings it up, breaking the rope, 
sending it right down perfectly onto the golem, pinning the golem to the ground. As Hannah, you're actually, because this was a success, a perfect success, you're actually, Yost Kick unwedged you from the ceiling and you land back down onto the ground. Imagine I said all that. <laughs> Lucard, now on his, on his knees with one hand holding him up, the other hand trying to hold his gaping wound together, is breathing more and more heavily as the ice golem starts to shatter and shake underneath the weight of the chandelier, his magic seeping from his body, his control leaving the ice golem. What do you all do? I walk up to him. Well, hold on, you're in the ceiling. No, no, no you fell, you fell, sorry. How high are you? I got really excited. <laughs> I walk up to him. Lucard. You know what I know about magic? What do you know, dropout? <laughs> oh, he's so dead! <laughs> I just start playing the death march. <laughs> if Madame Elaine taught me anything, is that no amount of schooling, no amount of blood, no amount of necromancy, demon dadding, or book writing will make me a better person. And you suck. <laughs> and I uh, jab my uh, wand into his eye. <gasps> Can I help her? Because I'm right there. I'm also playing the death march. That's great motivation. Yes, we're both helping. Yeah. Can I, I can write an extra, run, roll an extra d5 for inspiration? Or d6? I'll say, roll your Hannah Bond. Roll your Hannah Bond. Yes. And we'll see what happens. Hannah Bond. Oh, 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Holy <laughs> shit. I needed it too. No, I didn't. Uh, what's seven plus four? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> you take this wand, and yes, you just immediately, it goes through your eye, and his eye, and Hannah, as you're almost piercing it, you feel the magic like coursing through your hand, yeah. almost creating this magical blade around it as suddenly you feel your wand go out through the other side of his head. Oh you have pierced it so hard. I threw up in my mouth a little, like... Gross. As Lucard then falls face first onto the ground and the ice golem simply melts in the room around you. Gross. I get up and brush some blood off my arms. Well, another successful mission completed by the Rat Queen. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's wake Ambrose up and get paid. Yeah. I want to I grab my book that I so unsuccessfully threw and rip out the page that he autographed and go up to him and turn him over and crumble it and stick it in his oh mouth. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Maddie. I would say you do Maybe that. she will make a good rat queen. Braga, Betty, and Hannah, you watch Maddie do probably the most ruthless thing you've ever seen her do. And then I just gently roll him back over, like <laughs> closes one eye. <laughs> oh my god! I give her a high five. I miss. <laughs> <laughs> so close, Maddie. So close to being. Dang cool. it! One more time. No. Nope. Try fist no, bump no. it. Nothing. Nope. Okay. I just like pat you on the head. All right. Hey, 
So, Captain, do you believe in us now? We solved the mystery. Honestly, who cares? <laughs> yeah. We're never going to see you again. Yeah, no. Go, please. <laughs> this was... Thank you. I'll take care of it from here. You might want to call like a cleaning crew or something because this is a lot of liquid on the floor. There's this so is definitely going to mold. Yeah. There's blood everywhere. I'm getting it on you right now. Thank you. Gosh, uh, Ambrose starts okay. to slowly come to. Almost. It's the mix of water and blood on his. <laughs> on sleeping like onto his clothes. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. As he looks over and he sees Lucard's now corpse. Did, did the murderer come and get Lucard, too? <gasps> Are we the murderers? <laughs> No, 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 sir. Uh, we 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 uh, were attacked when uh, pursuing uh, the suspect, and uh, now it's over. We've found the murderer. It has been taken care of. So it was Lucard. Yeah, it wasn't us. It has been taken care of. That son of a bitch, <laughs> Mr. Ambrose. I can curse. <laughs> Yeah, when did you become a priest? I, I had a whole different picture of you in my head. I just, if anything, I'm enraged at the fact that I lost a good friend and the world lost one of its, its best sorceresses today because of one selfish man. Yeah, um, he wasn't that good of a friend. We're pretty sure he was your next target because he did say that one thing. That Daddy, he was talking about Malayne. Oh, the other yeah. dead person in this yeah. scenario. Yeah, the earlier one. I'm sure Lucard had his traits too, but... I see, I get it. She, okay. Mm. Is, is Hosira okay. around anywhere? Yeah. Yes, she's actually... She contacted Melaine's family to make arrangements for a funeral and what to do with the remains. Great. Can you give her this note? And I take like a page from your... Oh, I know. That's fine. That's fine. And that's I take fine. some blood and I write on <laughs> with my. Oh, I take the, the blood from his body and write it. And I'm like, necromancy's in the heart. And I. <laughs> you know. Don't open it. Just give it to her. I trust you. And you I, should. I will. <laughs> <laughs> The real necromancy is the friends you made along the way. <laughs> necromancy and me. <laughs> Listen, I can I can pay you each five hundred gold apiece. Would that suffice? Yay. Yeah, sure. Let that's me please. The most, that's the most I've ever made in my life. This is great. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have. Can I come on the next one? Uh, I'd like to donate my money to the processions for Malane. Yeah, we should probably do that. You don't have to do it. I knew her. You don't know her. I knew her. She was the only person that uh, thought I was relatively okay. So. I mean, we think that about you. Oh, yeah, no. It's school. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No. Her and Tizzy were the only. I know, right? <laughs> it's very kind. I will take your money, and I will take this note and, and give it to Hosira. Here's a little for me, too, because I did break your chandelier in the hallway. Oh, and okay. The rest of this was not me. That was all. 
We're gonna, we can get you a pay if you want to pay us. We'll be good. We'll go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can I can pay you. Yes, and and your badges will work for the rest of the convention. I understand if you don't if you don't want to stay. If you want to head home to Palisade, I completely understand. Uh, I will be making a public announcement about the murder and then the the arrest slash killing of the murderer. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe leave that maybe leave that oh, part no, out. Oh no, it's only good advertisement for us. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't. Yeah, I the wasn't murderer. Mad. The murderer was. Taken, it, there's no more threat. There's no yeah. more, that's what, there's no more threat. And what do you think about opening it up to non-magicals? Like I think we'll now's the time. I think you're right. No As one ever says that. <laughs> As you see Ambrose kind of tucking, tucking the coins that you've given him, or he gave you the money. <laughs> you gave him back some money. Uh, he tucks his coins that you've given back in the note to Hazira in his his tight, like nice suit jacket, as he makes his way out towards the front of the entryway of ContraCon. What's your idea? I'm gonna shatter the doors open. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Because <laughs> it's a momentic thing. I I'll like say because this is such a cool move, I'm gonna give you a plus three to this roll. Whoa. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. I'll give you another plus one. We'll make it a two. <laughs> Yay! I'm just going to go, excuse me, professor, as I make my way to the front. Feeling confident for the first time ever. Yeah, we all do it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Tuning. C sharp. Wow! And just break the doors open. I'm like, everybody's welcome! The doors shatter, and at first you see the crowd of protesters like staring in horror <laughs> as the doors to ContraCon have just broken. But then Ambrose joins you and says, ContraCon is open to everyone. As the protesters <laughs> abandon their signs, start to make their way into the convention. And the Rat Queens have once again saved the day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. A big round of applause to our amazing special guests, Bonnie and Fabienne. Of course, are your rat queens? You can catch us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Hyper RPG on Twitch. We have an ongoing campaign right now that, yes, has to do with prophecies, gods, and whatnot. And we'd love to have you tune in if you are interested. So, yes, thank you all so, so much. We can't do what we do. Like I said this at the beginning, without you, you are all amazing. Thank you for being here at 10 p.m. at night. Stay until midnight. Yes. You are the rat queens of my heart. You're the party cat. Can you do a selfie with the crowd? Selfie with the crowd. And we'd love to take we'd love to take a selfie with you all. So we're gonna take a selfie from here with you all, and then we're gonna say hi to everyone outside. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. Okay, yeah, right, go. Yeah. Everyone go stand up there. Go. Right, oh, go, woo. go. oh dear. Whoop, whoop, whoop.